Shall we begin? All right, folks, welcome to a brand new episode of the Franco Francisco podcast. I am your host, Francisco. So I am back after a three-week hiatus. Um, I was battling COVID. Um, it was pretty scary for those three weeks. Generally, I'm a healthy guy, but in this instance, uh, it pretty hit me pretty hard. So on this episode, I am going just to give you guys a rundown of the difficulties I had with COVID and the effect that it had on my body, on my family on my job. Um, so in the industry that I work in, I'm in uh, finance. So finance and banking. So we have to deal with customers whether we want to or not. Social distancing be damned. Um, you know, there's only so much social distancing you can do. Um, so my only thing was trying to figure out if I got sick from one of the employees or from one of the customers. Uh, and when it hit me, it was just, you know, I went in, got my test and it came back at first the funny part was at first they called me and say oh no 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 you're negative you're fine you don't have to worry about it you can go back to work and not even five minutes later the lady called me and says hey yeah we made a mistake yeah you are positive so <clears throat> so it kind of caught me off guard um, in that instance when that happened the next day on Sunday uh, I'm sorry on Thursday uh, it hit me like a ton of bricks man I, I couldn't I was sweating um, Fever was 104, started puking. It hit me fast and hit me hard, um, and I couldn't do anything about it. Um, so my wife had to take care of me. So imagine me being a grown man um, and essentially taken down to a child level because you can't, you're incapacitated. You really couldn't move. Um, my skin was hurting. Even laying down, it hurt which is weird, like I couldn't lay in certain positions because my skin was felt like it was burning. Everything tasted salty. I, I, for me, everybody says they couldn't smell, they couldn't taste anything. For me, we, I could smell and I could taste, but every, every food that I ate was salty. Um, if I sat up and I tried to eat, I would puke everything up. It got kind of, it got kind of annoying after a while because trying to sit there and eat your food and then you can't even keep it down. Certain smells would, you know, make me throw up. Uh, it, it was it was pretty bad. So my wife had to step up, and me and her have heart rolls in the household, and it was just a little bit difficult because I couldn't step in to do things I needed to do as a dad and as a husband, and she had to step in and take care of me, which I'm very grateful for. So after a, after a couple of days, I had to go to the hospital. I had to go to the ER because... It was just getting bad. Um, so when I went in, they really do separate you from everybody else in the hospital. So when I went into the ER, they asked for what I was here for. I told them I had a positive COVID test. I wasn't feeling well. So they make you sit in the lobby area, but one side is strictly for COVID patients. The other side is for people who are just having regular aches and pains that would normally come in. So they'll sit you there for about a good 30 40 minutes before they even come see you then when they come ask you questions they're geared up i mean to the t they had mask on with you know they looked something out of a sci-fi you know you had to it looked like a, a gas mask with a breathing apparatus put on there for them to, and it was loud it was very very loud the machines they had on to uh, protect themselves 
So we sat there and we talked. They asked me all the questions of what was going on. And when I tell you they used me as a pincushion, I've never had blood drawn for me so many times uh, than it was when I had COVID-19. They drew so many times trying to figure out what was going on besides the COVID. I had MRIs done, which came back clean. I had a CT scan, which came back clean because they they thought it might have been something worse. Um, so they had to run all these tests, chest x-rays. Uh, they had to check my heart, my lungs. Um, but we had pretty clear a view of everything that was there well, with no issues. Generally, being a healthy guy, I may be a big guy. I'm 6'3", 300-plus pounds, but, you know, I'm a generally healthy guy for guy for my size. So, I'm, you know, I'm a pretty tough guy when it comes to getting sick. I'll, I'll truck through, and I don't miss work and do the things I need to do. But uh, this thing essentially put me down on my knees and kept me down for, you know, three weeks. So, finally, two weeks go by, and I think things are starting to get better, and then nope. Right back to it. This time I had to go to the hospital again and I had to get admitted because the headaches were not getting better. It was so bad in my head that I couldn't turn left or right. Um, I had to lay down because when I got up automatically, vertigo hit. It was, room was spinning. And I've never had vertigo in my life. I've never been one of these type of people that, you know, my equilibrium is off. But this time it was. Um, it was difficult. I couldn't stand. Um, I tried to take, you know, things for it, uh, for the headaches uh, and for the nausea, you know, and it none of it worked. Anything that I took, I threw up, and it became very, very difficult uh, to continue to do what I was doing, so I had to go to the hospital. So when I went to the hospital again, uh, it was an hour, hour and a half wait this time, went in, they, you know, ran the test, and they thought that I had meningitis because I couldn't move my neck, couldn't move my head back and forth and, and side to side, so... The first diagnosis they said is, oh, you might have meningitis. We might have to do a spinal tap on you. And let me tell you, folks, that's the one thing you do not want to have is someone tell you we need to get a spinal tap done. That's one of the most painful procedures you can get done, especially being a grown-up. Um, when my son, my oldest son, was a baby, they had to do a spinal tap on him, and I almost completely lost it because the way they bent my son um, in the room, uh, the nurses, the way they were doing it. Um, and I got very upset about it. So I can imagine what it's like for a grown person trying to get a spinal tap done so they can check the, uh, the fluid in your spine. So they checked me into the hospital. And then, and again, pincushion. I was bled. I mean, they took vials upon vials of my blood. Um, and they would come back three hours later and get more. They kept me for two days this time around to continue to run tests. Um, they had me on IV because I was severely dehydrated. No matter how much I drank at home, no matter how much liquid I drank at home, I was not uh, hydrated enough. And I was weak. Um, I could barely move. So I, by the time they got done, I probably had four or five IVs in me just to try to get me hydrated. Um, they also gave me a bag um, of a cocktail they called it a COVID cocktail. Uh, it was supposed to ease um, some of the effects and some of the pain. It took quite a while for that to take effect, but it finally did take effect, and it actually worked out pretty well for me when it um, started working and the headache started going down. But the dizziness was the dizziness was still there just a little bit, um, so they kept me for the second night. Um, and then 
Things got a little bit better. The cocktail kicked in. They gave me a vitamin bag. I was low on potassium. Um, and they gave me a bag of potassium to help. Uh, magnesium as well. So COVID essentially drained me to the point where I just couldn't do anything. Um, those overnights, this first time I have to spend time in the hospital since 2016. So, you know, it is, and, and on top of that, here's the funny part. On top of that, I'm one of these type of guys that I'm very reg- regimented when it comes to my sleep schedule because I have to get up 6.40 in the morning, you know, get ready for work, you know, make sure the kids are up. Um, and I got insomnia because of COVID. I, and it's it's weird. It sounds weird, but I was maybe averaging an hour sleep a night, if that, because of the COVID. Um, it affected me in such a way that, you know, I really thought at one point that, I got scared and I thought I was going to die because I thought something was wrong with my brain because of not being able to move my head without the sharpness of the pain. This is why they did the MRI and the CAT scan, but everything came out clear. So, lo and behold, it's time for me to get back to work um, after you quarantine, but I couldn't. So, I had to take a another week of short-term disability um, to make sure that I got back on my feet. And after that, I was able to, you know, start feeling a little bit better. My energy level, even to this day, my energy level is not where it needs to be. I still have a little bit of fogginess um, in my brain, but they said that can take a little while uh, to recover from because of the COVID. Um, it's weird, man. It's I mean, it's weird for a guy my size. Uh, I move pretty fast and I'm always on the go. You know, some I outpace a lot of these kids nowadays. You know, these kids are in their twenties. You know, I outpace a lot of them, man. I work, you know, long days. Um, I work most Saturdays, but I don't complain because I provide for my family and do the things that I need to do. So for me not to have the energy that I have, it's really, really annoying, and it, and it bugs the hell out of me because this is not who I am. But this is what COVID can do to you. A lot of people thought it was a joke. I never did. I never thought this was a joke. I never thought that um, it couldn't happen to me. I feared every day that it can happen to me because of the type of job that I do for a living. Um, and we were always, always going to prepare ourselves for when it happened because eventually we knew it was going to run um, our way, whether we wanted it to or not. So for me, now my choice comes in whether I want to take this vaccine or not. Uh, I was told that I should wait um, a little while before I take the vaccine and, you know, make sure that I choose the vaccine, I think it's going to work best for me. The vaccine I'm skeptical about because I just think it was rushed. Um, Human trials, I mean, don't get me wrong. I understand that they had to do this because, you know, they shut the country down. Our economy's in the the tank. um, And they want everybody to get back to work to, you know, prop this economy back up and do the things that we need to do. But, man, putting that in your body, that, I believe that should be a personal choice. I don't believe any job should force you to have to take a vaccine. Um, you're pouring, putting something foreign into your body. You don't know what it is. You don't know the effect it's going to have for you 10 years down the road. Um, it may stop you from being sick now, and it may stop you from getting other people sick. But 10 years, 15 years, you don't know what kind of effect that's going to have in your body. Um, and a lot of people are not taking that into account. Um, I can understand the older folks, people who are in their 50s, 60s, people with underlying health issues, 
they want to get the vaccine because they need it because they're more susceptible to this and it can end their lives. I was lucky. And the reason I say I was lucky is a lot of people didn't wake up. A lot of people didn't wake up because of COVID-19. Um, so some people were asymptomatic. You know, my kids, them being here, my wife, being they were asymptomatic. I was the only one that got hit hard, which is not like me. So they ran all the tests under the sun. They ran my, you know, tested my kidneys, my lungs, my liver, everything. They said for a guy my size, I was healthy. They were surprised, you know, no high cholesterol, no high blood pressure. I'm just a big guy. I've always been a big guy. So I'm always going to be a big guy no matter what. But I'm a generally healthy big guy. So if the, the if COVID can take me down to the level that it took me down, it can take anybody down to that level. No one's safe from this, period. So I really think on my end, the vaccine might be something I might have to consider a little bit down the road um, because I have too much at stake. You know, I have a family to take care of. I, you know, I have a house. I have mortgage. I have car payments. You know, it, you have to take all those variables into account. Um, it's been hard right now for the podcast because I just can't get anybody in the chair because of COVID. And it's become difficult, you know, reaching out to people. And, you know, people are like, eh, you know, they're not comfortable. You know, they they don't want to do it or they're just not giving answers back. But you just keep plugging away. I'll keep plugging away at this no matter what. Eventually, I will start having people back in the chair. That's the goal. You got to. You can't, you can't, I can't do this without being able to talk to people because that's what I do. That's the reason I started this because I wanted to get people in the chair to give them a voice and express themselves and talk about the things that they want to do with their life, you know, things that they want to achieve, things that they're on the precipice of doing, um, goals that they're trying to uh, to reach. And I'm me giving them the platform to be able to do that. The difficulty part comes in is just getting them here. You know, since I have COVID already, you know, the way my setup is, we're social distancing no matter what. We're all going to be six feet apart. Um, they can wear masks when they come in. But like I said, it's all up to those people if they feel comfortable doing it or not. So I might have to change this up a little bit. So uh, in the meantime, I might start putting out video podcasts. So it'll come out in two forms. I'll record it over video like Skype um, or one of these uh, video sites where we can interview people over over Skype and they can feel comfortable. And then I'll just have to go in and fix the audio. That I mean, that's the only way I can do it. And then start posting the podcast back up. And then adding the uh, video podcast to my YouTube channel, which would be a, a big help for me as well to build that channel up and drive traffic over there. So it is uh, Frankly Francisco Podcast on YouTube. You can find it there. Remember, this podcast is on every streaming service possible, Spotify, Google, every every, every podcast service that you can think of. Um, I want to try to expand this as best I can. Um, COVID put a little bit of damper on that, put a little damper on my momentum uh, because, you know, uh, I was getting good views on the on the sites for streaming for the podcast, and I wanted to continue that. My Instagram page is growing with people who, you know, other podcasters as well that's adding me, and, you know, that's Frankly Francisco Podcast on Instagram. Um, I also have a Facebook fan page, the Frankly Francisco Podcast as well on Facebook. You can find me there. Um, I just want to continue to grow this thing, man. It's so much potential out there for people. 
that just need to get their voices heard. Um, like I told you before, I'm not really into the celebrity thing. I want to talk to people who are on the cusp of being great um, and just need that extra push and that extra validation um, to get out there and do the things they need to do. Not everybody wants to have a spotlight, okay? Not everybody wants to be out there. Um, some people do, some people don't. But sometimes people just need a little bit of push to be able to go out there and accomplish the things they need to accomplish, like me. You know, I work a nine-to-five. I'm nine-to-five guy. I have to be nine-to-five guy. I can't go full-time with this podcast because I don't have any sponsors. That You know, you got a lot of these guys um, that are out there making, you know, buku dollars and making tons of money, and great for them. I don't knock anybody for the success that they have, especially in this podcast game. There's millions of podcasts out there. When I tell you millions, millions of podcasts, the whole point is you have to have your podcast stand out. If you can't have your podcast stand out, what are you doing? I mean, it doesn't make any sense. You got to do something different than what everybody else is doing. So my, my thing is this is why I don't want to really deal with celebrities. Now, would I ever stop a celebrity from coming on the show? No, I wouldn't because those are opportunities you don't want to pass up on. But my general consensus is if I can help it, and not have to have a celebrity and have somebody that is a entertainer, an artist, you know, an author, somebody that's on the rise. I would generally prefer to do that because I'm giving that person a voice and a platform to be able to showcase what they can do. Um, and I, and that's my purpose. Everybody has a purpose. My purpose is to give back. Uh, my purpose is to help people, you know, use my voice to help them use theirs. Um, sometimes folks just need a little encouragement, man. You got to encourage people sometimes. In the business that I'm in, I encourage people all the time when we get people that come in for, you know, with their businesses. I'm their biggest cheerleader. That, you know, it's my job to, you know, to, to gas them up. It's my job to push them forward. It's my job to give them the best advice that I can give them. Um, you have to be their biggest fan. Especially when you're interviewing somebody, man. You you know, especially if you have somebody that's talented. I mean, really, really talented, and they have a little bit of self-doubt. And you know their stuff is good. I don't care whether, you know, it's spoken word, whether it's poetry, whether it's, you know, them being a filmmaker, music. If you like their stuff, man, you just got to gotta gas them up. You have to help give them that confidence to push forward because my thing is, I want to be part of their success. I want to be the reason that, hey, man, he gave me a push to, to be where I am. And in the back of their mind, they're going, man, that's a good guy. Uh, you know, he helped me when I was down. He, he, he brought me up when I, I don't think I had it in me. And, and that's the type of person that I am. Anytime I meet somebody in the street, um, it annoys my wife a little bit, but I can talk to anybody. I, I always could. It's never been an issue for me. Never. Um, I can hold conversations with anybody. And, you know, some people don't have that talent. But in the field that I'm in, that's one of the things that you have to be able to do. You have to be able to talk to people. And talking to people for me has never been an issue. Um, I learned um, a long time ago, if you're good at something, do it. Um, eventually, you want to get paid for what you do well. But in the meantime, you have to build it. And like anything else, I have to build this podcast. I'm going to go through my struggles. There's going to be episodes where people are not going to listen to me. There's going to be, you know, the views are going to be down. But you just keep plugging away. If you're passionate about something that you do, 
continue to do it no matter what. Okay? You're going to have ups and downs. There's going to be self-doubt. And you just got to keep pushing away. You know, I love these people who, who say, oh, you don't have to work a nine-to-five job. If you, if you you know, love something, go for it and take a chance. See, that's nonsense. And the reason I say that's nonsense is you need to have steady income. You just can't stop what you're doing, put 100% into something else, and not have a steady paycheck coming in, especially if you have a family. You got to have that steady stream of income. I'm not saying you can't have multiple streams of income. Of course you can, because eventually this is what I want this to be, a um, stream of income for me, uh, for, for me to help support my family. But in the meantime, I have to work that nine to five, man. I got bills to pay, you know. Some people can afford to do that. Some people have family and friends that will back them up and, and they can put their best foot forward and go 100% you know, into what they're doing. But for me, it's the opposite. For me, I have to do my 9 to 5 first. Then I have to schedule myself to come in here, into my little studio over here, into my little box, and put in the work and talk to you folks. You let you folks know about the experiences that I've had and the experiences that I'm going through. You know, let you listen to people who are on the rise and people who you would never heard of. You would never heard of these people if, you know, if I don't put them on. Eventually you might have, but me putting them on is giving them that push, you know, than it would normally take because I'm you're hearing their voice. I'm putting them on the podcast for you to hear them. So you have a sense of where to find them so you can actually listen to what they're doing and to read or, or you know, to understand what their goals are. You know, some of these, some of the folks that I've met that I've talked to, man, these people are so talented. I mean, talented. It, artists, musicians, it's just, it's amazing how much talent there is out in the world that doesn't get cultivated and doesn't get pushed to the forefront because they don't have an outlet. They don't have an outlet to express themselves. They don't have an outlet to say, man, I wish somebody would have gave me an opportunity to do something so people can hear me and see the type of person I am, the type of talent I am. And that's my purpose. My purpose is to do that. My purpose is to push people to get them where they need to be. So I think me having COVID was, um, it was bad, but at the same time, it gave me more perspective on what it is because I thought I was going to lose my life at one point. It was that scary. I cried. I sat down and, and, and I was scared, and I don't get scared very easily. I'm not, I'm, you know, I grew up, you know, we grew up, Hispanics grew up to be tough and, and not really show emotions, and, you know, we're, the whole machismo thing, which I think is, is, you know, ridiculous at times, but I sat there with my wife, and I cried, man, before I had to go to the hospital for the second time, because I really thought, I really thought I wasn't going to come home. It, it was that bad. Like, I cried because it was that bad. Um, COVID, def- you know, got me but i'm over it now i'm healthier um i still have some minute issues that i'm dealing with which is mainly the fatigue um the cloudiness is starting to clear but the fatigue is still there and i think that's going to be my biggest issue down the road is making sure that my energy level stays up and my energy uh, energy level stays up the right way so i continue to do this i continue to continue to provide for my family i can continue to entertain you guys you know I'm never going to hold anything back talking to you guys. There's going to be subjects that we're going to talk about, you know, like my, you know, some personal stuff that you normally wouldn't talk about. 
you know, intimate stuff like that. Normally, I'm not going to tell people that I sat there and cried, man. But, you know, the whole point of this is to be honest with you guys and be raw um, and no faking it. Uh, being genuine is how people can relate to you. Because when you're fake, you know, you're not relating to anybody. It, it doesn't work that way. You have to be honest when you're talking to your audience. Um, and that's what I want to do uh, for you guys is just bring you some honesty and bring you some clarity on some of the things that I go through and some of the things that my guests go through. You know, I tell my guests, you know, I'll tell my guests when they, when they come on the show, listen, it's just we're having a conversation. It's not, I'm not going to ask you 20 million questions. We're just having fun. We're going to sit here. I'm going to ask you about what you do. You know, I'm going to ask you, you know, what got you there, things like that that they feel comfortable doing. We're not going to deep dive into psychological stuff with them and, you know, try to figure out their trauma, you know, when they they were kids, you know, no. My thing is I want to get you in here and I want you to tell me about your passion. Tell me what gets you up every day to go to work or what gets you up every day to do your music, you know. My passion is my family and travel. That's my passion. I'm not a materialistic person. I never have been. I can care less about driving a Mercedes or living in a, you know, $2 million house. But for people who want to get that, by all means, go get it. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. If you can live that lifestyle, live it. But that's never been important to me. What's been important to me has always been my family. And COVID made that very clear that I was scared to death that I was going to lose my wife and my kids um, because of COVID-19. Um, so, you know, I'm trying to put a chokehold on the rest of this year of 2021. I'm trying to grow this podcast. I'm trying to grow my YouTube channel. Um, we'll be putting more videos up. Um, there's three videos up. There's two podcasts up right now um, and one video from the from introduction. Just head over there. Um, subscribe for me. Um, just take a look at the videos. They're the actual podcasts that I've done. They're not, and then eventually, like I said, we'll be doing interviews uh, through video. It seems like that's to be the easiest way. I didn't want to do it that way, but the way things are going right now with, with COVID-19, I don't know when. I'll be able to have somebody sit down with me again in person. Um, I just feel like when you have somebody sitting in front of you, you get a more genuine conversation than you would otherwise get. Um, and it be, it can be better conversation. It can be a better flow um, than you would do in over a camera because there's so many distractions when you're talking to somebody on camera. You know, the dog starts barking or the kids come in and, you know, they interrupt you. But I think in person, the distractions are less, and you, it's more of an intimate setting. And you can get more out of that person when it comes to an organic conversation. It has to be organic. You can't force it. you know. And I think through videos, sometimes it feels you know forced, or they feel like they don't want to be there, and it's something that they don't, you know, it's not something they want to do. Um, I never want to make my guests feel uncomfortable. I want them to come in and say, man, I want to come back to your show. Because you are real. You are not pushy. You're just here to make me feel, you know, like you really are interested in what I have to say. And I think uh, the listening skills is a big thing for a lot of people. Uh, for all my other podcasters out there, that's one thing that a lot of podcasters have to learn um, is to listen before answering. I mean, I think listening skills are very important when it comes to um, dealing with people just in general not just on the podcast and, and not just in the field that I'm in when it comes to finance. Um, you know, I deal with people's money every day, um, and you want to listen to their concerns. You want to listen to what they have to say before you even answer them back. 
Let them finish. It's the same thing on the podcast. When people come in here and they want to have a conversation, they want to sit down, I'm going to let them talk. I'm going to let them you know, express what they have to say before I step in and ask another question. I think that's the best way to go. Um, but I want to thank you guys. Um, I had a lot of well wishes from a lot of folks um, when I came back and I started posting again on IG and I started posting again on my uh, Facebook page. Had a lot of well wishes. A lot of folks um, were happy that I was back and I'm happy to be back. So uh, we are going to try to put out um, every Friday again a new podcast, um, no matter what the situation is, uh, except, you know, of course, getting sick, which I hope not to happen for quite a while. Um, and I want to continue to keep giving you good content and keep bringing back uh, people to introduce to you. Um, this year, we plan on traveling some. So some of the podcasts that we will be doing will be from the road. So places like Tennessee, um, places like Florida, you know, places where there's talent there as well. We just don't want to limit ourselves to South Carolina because um, there's so much talent out there that's not being cultivated that we want to bring to the forefront for everybody to take a listen to. Um, so we will be doing our thing to get people, you know, to get people out there. Uh, I appreciate you guys. Thank you for listening. Uh, for those who are listening, we will continue to grow this thing, um, put in the work, and continue to do what we do. I want to thank everybody, uh, and we'll see you next time, all right? Have a good night.